My name's Rob Howes. This is the SLAS Discovery Podcast. Welcome to the SLAS Discovery Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jeff Holgate from AstraZeneca and Christian Begsdorf from Novartis, who are guest editors on the September special collection on the applications of biophysics in early drug discovery. Christian and Jeff, welcome to the podcast. So firstly, can you just tell us a little bit about yourselves? Sure, so I go first. Uh, so yeah, I'm Jeff Holdgate. Uh, I've been with AstraZeneca and its predecessor companies for just about 30 years now. I started off uh, working in molecular entomology and uh, and then moved into to biophysics. I've led teams in both those areas in, in early drug discovery. Currently, uh, I'm within the HCS Audley uh, Park in uh, in AstraZeneca, and I'm heading up that organisation. Okay, hello, I'm Christian Baxter from Novartis, and I joined Novartis 12 years ago. And I'm a biologist from training. Received my degrees from University of Regensburg in Heidelberg. Actually, I'm now working since 20 years in the biomedical research. And I started actually my career in a small biotech, and then I changed to big pharma, like sharing AG, bio AG, and now I'm with Novartis. In my starting, when I started my career, I worked in the HTS field, developing biochemical and cellular assays and running HTS campaigns to identify leads. And at this time, actually, I got also interest into characterization hits and to hit validation MOA by biophysical methods. And actually in the beginning of the 2000s, it was, everything was actually in the starting phase. And I got at this time the chance to join Novartis group in establishing biophysical methods for early drug discovery. And there I did mainly now technology like SPR, thermal shift assays, max spectrometry and so on. And I'm working there as a principal scientist and I'm still doing a lot of lab work. Brilliant. Thanks for that intro and welcome to the podcast. So about the special collection. So can you tell us about biophysics, why this is interesting to the pair of you? Yeah, sure. I think, you know, biophysics has many benefits in early drug discovery uh, in a number of different areas, you know, ranging from early assay development through primary screening uh, and hit confirmation, and then subsequently into, you know, more detailed mechanistic uh, characterization of of compound binding. And uh, in this special collection of seven articles, we've got Articles covering, you know, many of those uh, concepts and uh, and technologies that are involved in a number of those different areas. So uh, we think it's a really good collection covering a range of different technologies that should be interesting to SLAS discovery readers. Yes, as also Chef already said. Actually, I have to say, from my personal point of view, I was I was actually interested in in the biophysics mainly when I did the HDS screening in this work in the HDS screening field, so I saw many hits dying in an early phase because of false positive uh, activity in the activity assays or undecided mode of action. And I think this is a very good reason that we started in early or the community started very early to establish these methods, showing that the interaction with the target is really specific, getting more information about uh, It's a mode of action. Also, it's very helpful to 
support assay development because you can characterize, for example, very value proteins you're working with. And also what is clear is biophysical methods are very are supportive tools and they are complementary technologies to the biochemical and cellular methods which are available. Absolutely. Christian touched on a really important point about characterizing both proteins and assays. I think, uh, you know, when you're starting off a, a new project, it's really important to understand uh, characters of, the, of your protein. Like, you know, have you got the, the right protein, the identity of the protein, what the purity of that protein is, the, the concentration that you're going to be using uh, that protein at in, in the assays that you run. And then obviously something around the functionality and, and stability. And, you know, biophysical methods are, are really well set up to provide that information alongside uh, standard biochemical methods and, and obviously uh, then leading on to um, you know combining that information with uh, cellular uh, data to, to really give you a, a good overview of uh, how your target is behaving and how the compounds that you know might modulate that target's behavior uh, are functioning. Yeah so that's really interesting because obviously biophysics has been around for a long time and people have started to apply it more into early drug discovery over time. So I mean, I'm interested to know why you felt the need to publish this special collection now. Actually, I would say nowadays the biophysical toolbox is actually broadly applied in early drug discovery in many, actually in all big farmers. And as I mentioned before, in the early days, it was in the beginning of 2000, the technologies were established that you can really use it for small molecule analysis. And it's now more or less 15 years that uh, these technologies are applied. And it's now, I think it's a good time to show some example how fruitful biophysics can be applied in drug discovery projects. Furthermore, there are new technologies coming up which will determine where the journey will go. And, <clears throat> and also Jeff and I, we gives the short course for biophysics in the SLS. And from our discussions with the participants, we really observe a strong curiosity of the participants about applications of biophysics in early drug discovery, and especially which kind of data you can obtain and which kind of answers you can answers, answer with these technologies and where are the limits. And I think it's worthwhile now to make a kind of summary to exemplify what biophysics can offer. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we've got some really nice examples of how you can use biophysics at, at the different end of the molecular weight scale. So, uh, you know, ranging from how you can apply NMR reporter assays to characterize the weak binding associated with fragment based lead generation, all the way through to looking at characterizing antibodies uh, binding to their targets with, you know, some new technology employing graphene based biosensors. Uh, and then, you know, the developments in, in some of the maybe more established uh, uh, areas as well around uh, fluorescence, uh, temperature related intensity changes, uh, thermal shift assays, uh, which have, have been around for a while now, uh, and, and also uh, areas developing in, in mass spectrometry around, you know, the application of acoustic mist ionization and the developing areas around MALDI. So it's uh, a nice collection that uh, gives a, a range of um, uh, applications of biophysical methods across the early drug discovery franchise. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I, th I agree that it's really been increasing over the past few years that everyone now uses, almost uses biophysical methods as their primary screening tool a lot of the time. I think 
it does feel like it started to overtake some of the cellular and biochemical assays as a as a as a key method of doing that early stage discovery absolutely and we've we've seen you know that that some of these biophysical methods are on now really truly high throughput with uh, you know the ability to screen you know many uh, hundreds of thousands of compounds which has been a, a significant development from where we were you know 5 or 10 years ago so do you think that's been one of the key transformations that's allowed us to use biophysics from a low throughput methodology into one that we can apply at early stage discovery I think that's certainly helped. Yes, um, you know we're we're seeing uh, the application of DSF and SETSU at large uh, scale. Uh, obviously, mass spec is uh, is aligned for for those high throughput uh, met, you know, for, for high uh, throughput as well. And uh, and so yes, we're beginning to see you know a, a wider uh, range of application from primary screening. But you know I, I think you know the application of biophysics in hit characterization and and you know primary screen triage is is also really important and uh, and so you know we mustn't forget the uh, uh, the application there as well yeah i was going to say christian do you want to expand on that a bit more that's a really interesting point the, the difference between using them in primary identification and then in terms of then follow-up and characterization yeah, also one point is very important that actually since it was introduced uh, sensitivity of the systems has dramatically increased, especially, for example, in the SPR field. And SPR, I know from my PhD in the 90s, it was used for antibodies to characterize antibody inter antigen inter interactions. And then actually mid of 2000, the first uh, SPR systems were available where you can measure really small molecules interacting with, their <clears throat> with proteins. And this was also once of the developments which brought the whole field forward, because then people started to apply it in the in the early drug discovery. Great, thank you. Um, so there's a range of techniques and a range of applications that you've described in early discovery. It sounds fantastic. There must be challenges. So you know, what, what are some of the challenges with bringing biophysics into early discovery? I think some of the challenges are, you know, securing the right amount and the right purity and, uh, you know, just the uh, stability of the reagents you need. Uh, obviously, you know, um, working with isolated proteins is easier than working with uh, more complex um, uh, combinations of, uh, of proteins where you, you might need to do that in terms of the, you know, the function of your, of your protein in the, the relevant complex. So, you know, ob obtaining the, those amounts, uh, you know, large milligram quantities of protein is still sometimes a challenge especially for uh, novel targets that we you know don't don't really know much about you you get uh, a gene name and uh, and some rudimentary target validation data and then you know you're, you're building the information in terms of how you uh, express and purify those proteins to you know to be able to use them in the biophysical techniques that we're uh, talking about I think also one technology, uh, one challenge is also that you cannot use every technology for every target. For example, you have the limitations of molecular weight, something like that. This that you cannot work with complexes, for example, in the in the NMR field or something like that. It's these are also challenges which we have to come over because actually these are very powerful technologies, and we are not there that you can really apply these technologies for these very complex targets, for example. And also, as Jeff mentioned, the amount of protein is sometimes really a 
a very limiting factor, which really determines which technologies you can run and which you can't run. That's a really good point. I know some of these technologies are really reagent hungry, and obviously that provides challenges if you're working on a, a especially a novel target that might be fairly difficult to produce in those large milligram quantities. I can see that. I mean, I guess that leads in nicely to, um, I guess, my final question, which is, where do you see the application of biophysics progressing in the future? I guess, especially in terms of early discovery. Actually, my dream would be to go more into really doing cellular biophysics and also <clears throat> working on conformational changes. And this, I see, this for me is a big challenge which would give really a very high uh, information content if you could use really, for example, more complex systems, if you can really, really do biophysics in cells, for example. And, and I think, um, you know, I, I would go the other way, actually, is, uh, and looking at how we can use single molecule biophysics more in the future to, to understand, uh, you know, the behavior, uh, you know, not just of, of, of an ensemble, but, um, you know, more, detailed mechanistic understanding of, of how uh, molecules behave at the single molecule level. Uh, we're beginning to see some of this being applied already. And I think, you know, that the future is uh, is looking bright for, for those single molecule methods. Uh, thank you. That's really interesting that you've both gone in very different directions down to the single molecule and up to the level of cells. That's great. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Um, it's been great to have a chat with both of you. So thank you. Christian, thanks, Jeff. We'll look forward to the special collection coming out in the September issue of SLA's Discovery. So thank you once again, and I'm looking forward to reading the special collection. Mm -hmm.